Well, here we are again. Ohio gozaimasu. Kia ora. And hello from New Zealand. How are you today? This is my fourth ever podcast. And I'm pretty excited that I've managed to get through this many. Now, I just want to clarify a few things that we have been talking about in the last uh, three podcasts. And that is the fact that we've been talking about Psalm 91. Well, this is going to be the final installment of that psalm. Just to clarify some things for you so that we understand it a little bit better and what we can expect for the future, for the near future. Now, to those new in the understanding of the Bible and the stories of the Bible and basically the Christian life, you may think that what I've been telling you in the latest three podcasts about Psalm 91 makes Psalm 91 the silver bullet to solve all problems, that we will have no problems on this earth because we are protected, we are safe, we are looked after. That unfortunately is not the case because we still live in a fallen world, a fallen world full of sin. And sin affects everyone one way or another. And it can affect us externally, and it can affect us internally, and it can be caused from external forces, or our own internal forces, or in fact, spiritual forces. All of them can fall under the category of all of the above. So I want to give you some truth, and I don't want to give you any false hope. Um, with all of the protection that we claim and believe for with Psalm 91 and the proof of the, you know, that's actually happened in people's lives, how people have been affected by it, as we told you in the previous stories, um, you might think that when you become a Christian and you pray Psalm 91 over your life every day, that everything's going to be fine. You're going to have no problems. Well, that is unfortunately, definitely not the case. There will still be persecution. There will still be things that we need to fight for and stand for. I'm going to start off with a couple of scriptures to clarify what we're talking about. First of all, we'll go to a scripture in one of the Gospels. Now, the Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they are the four stories, or essentially the same story, told by four different points of view of the life and ministry of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. His life, his death, and his ministry. So the first scripture I'll give you is from the Gospel of Luke, which is, I'll bring it up, I'll read that one to you. Luke chapter 21 and verse 9 to verse 18. It says this, But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass. But the end will not come immediately. Then he said, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will, be, there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilences. Now we've been talking about these things in the previous podcasts. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues, places of worship, places of leadership, places of power, and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. My name being Jesus. These are words of Jesus. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer, on how you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will even put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience, possess your souls. 
The other scripture that I'm going to tell you is also from the Gospel of Matthew. And it's found in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 11 and 12. Blessed are you when they revel and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Persecution will come to every one of us. Trials, tribulations, temptations will come to every one of us. We cannot get away from that regardless of what we do. We unfortunately live in the world that has fallen into slavery to sin. So what's this? These are words from Jesus Christ himself. A blessed are you when they revel and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. People will tell lies. People will mislead. People will cover their own tracks. And we need to be aware of it. We need to be prepared for it. So that's the uh, second scripture. Now I have another scripture back in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 23 verse 37. Now this is quite interesting because it's, you know, what's mentioned in this particular verse is also mentioned in Psalm 91. So it's quite well connected. Here it is. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. This is specific to the Israeli people, this scripture, but gives you an idea of just who Jesus is and what he wants to do in our lives. He wants to gather you up under his wings and protect you and keep you safe. But if you're not willing, well, what can he do? I mean, he loves you. He died for you so that you can live. He took the punishment for you so that you don't have to stand before God and face the judgment and be condemned to hell and eternity of separation from God. He loves you. He desires to gather you up and protect you and keep you safe. But if you do not listen, if you do not pursue him, if you do not care or concern yourself with him or even believe in him and accept his salvation, well, what can he do? He still dishes out grace every day. And as I've been saying time and time again since we've started these podcasts, is you need to be listening to God. You need to be hearing his voice and responding to him. Remember the Twin Towers attack back in September 9-11 and 2008, nine years ago now I think it is, and over 3,000 people died in that horrible, horrible, persecuting, wicked scheme of the devil, the enemy. Lots of people died, families were destroyed, pulled apart because of the horrific event of 9-11. Now it's things like that that people falsely blame God for accuse God of of causing that. Well, no, it's not God. It's the devil. It's the enemy who's seeking to destroy you, to kill you. No, it's not God. And so many people get it wrong. Now, during the 9-11, I want to tell you an example of people who are listening to God's voice. Now, there's thousands of people that worked at the Twin Towers. And there was a particular group of people who went to a particular church And the pastor of that church had been preaching about listening to God's voice at the time. 400 people worked at the Twin Towers that went to this very church. And the pastor had been preaching about listening to God's voice. Now I'll tell you something that is a miracle. That is God protecting his people. 400 people from one church worked in that building. Not one of them were killed or injured. Not one of them. And how would that be? Well, some of them were delayed for work that day. They were stuck in traffic. Others had an urge or an unction to go down and get themselves a coffee from the cafe downstairs 
even though it wasn't part of their habitual morning process. Others actually were unwell for the day, you know, didn't feel good. And so all of these 400 people, there were various situations that stopped them from being in the Twin Towers at the time. Now that is a miracle. That is God protecting his children, his people listening to his voice. Now I have another scripture, again from the Gospels, and it is in John 10. I'm just finding it now. John 10, verse 27 to 30, says this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Again, this is Jesus speaking of God, his Father, our Father, our Creator. We need to be listening to God's voice. We need to be, you know, a sheep hears his master's voice and follows him. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the story time now, actually, which is interesting that it falls into this day's podcast, because this day, the story actually has persecution in it, and salvation in it from the persecution. You'll have to tune in and hear what, I'm, hear what it is, and then I'll tell you a story about the Good Shepherd after the story. Welcome back to Radio G3SUSFM, found on your radio dial at 777FM. Boy, have we got a lineup for you today. Join us now for Storyboards. The story of an old man. The days went by and soon the baby was given his name. He was named Jesus, as the angel had told them. One day, when Jesus was about six weeks old, Joseph said to Mary, Now that we have a child, we must go up to the temple in Jerusalem and give an offering to the Lord. We cannot afford a lamb, but we can at least take pigeons or a pair of turtle doves. So Joseph and Mary left Bethlehem and carried Jesus with them to Jerusalem, five miles away. An old man came up to them in the temple. My name is Simeon, he said. I have been waiting for you a long time. All my life I have been waiting to see the Messiah, and now the day has come. He took Jesus from his mother's arms, and as he held the baby he began to pray, Lord, let me now die in peace, for I have seen the Messiah, the Saviour of all the nations and the glory of the Jewish people. Simeon turned back to Joseph and Mary, who were looking at him in wonder. Mary... This child of yours is going to break your heart. He will make enemies and cause great troubles in this country. He will suffer, and others will suffer too because of him. But also he will give joy and bring many people back to God. God bless you. With these words, the old man handed the baby back to Mary and turned away. Joseph and Mary never saw him again, but they remembered his words forever after. They took Jesus and they started on their walk back to Bethlehem. There was so much for them to think about. First, there was the story of the shepherds. Then the wise men had come with their wonderful gifts. And now there was this old man with this strange words of blessings and warning. 
Everything seemed to tell them that Jesus was the Messiah. They should be happier than anyone in the world, and yet they were not happy. There was trouble in the air. Their baby was going to be the king of the Jews. Why should there be any trouble about it? They could not understand. Trouble was not long in coming either. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he awoke, he called his wife and told her that they must leave Bethlehem at once. God had sent the dream as a warning for them to get out of this country. They did not dare to stay there any longer, so Joseph and Mary packed up their belongings and set out for the far country of Egypt, where they would be safe. They left Bethlehem none too soon, for Herod was exceedingly angry when he learned the wise men did not come back to him, for he was sure that the Messiah really had been born and he was afraid that soon there would be a new king in Palestine to take his throne away from him. When Herod was afraid, he never wasted any time. Somewhere in Bethlehem was a child whom he feared, and somehow that child must be killed. But he did not know which child it was, and how could he be sure to find the right one? He thought of a simple plan. He called his army officers together and gave them their orders. Send your soldiers to Bethlehem and have them kill every boy in the place who is two years old or younger. The officers sent their men to Bethlehem and all the little boys they could find there were put to death. No matter who they were, they had to die. It did not take the soldiers very long and in a few hours they were back in Jerusalem. Herod breathed more easily. (laughs) That's a good thing, he thought. If every little boy in Bethlehem is dead... The Messiah must surely be dead along with the rest. <laughs> Herod did not know that the baby boy whom he feared had gone from Bethlehem before the soldiers had got there. While the fathers and mothers of Bethlehem were crying because their little ones were dead, Joseph and Mary and Jesus were safely on their way to Egypt. Herod did not live long enough to find out his mistake. After he died, the little family in Egypt learned that it was safe to go home again. But this time they did not go back to Bethlehem. They went straight to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, where Joseph had worked before Jesus was born. There they settled down as though nothing unusual had happened. In Galilee, nobody knew that anything strange had happened at all. Nobody there had heard of the shepherds and the wise men. And nobody knew what Simeon had said in the temple. Nobody knew why it was that so many babies in Bethlehem had been murdered. Nobody in Nazareth thought that the Messiah had even come. In Nazareth, people only said things like, I hear the carpenter had a son. When Jesus began to walk, perhaps they said, Joseph's son is strong for his age. And later they said, the carpenter's lad is doing well at school. But there were more interesting things to talk about in Nazareth than the carpenter's family. When will he come? There was the Messiah to talk about. When will he come? The people asked each other, When will he come? When? will he come? Nobody in Nazareth had heard the angels sing on that wonderful night not so long ago. You're back now to the mix of J3SUSFM found on your radio dial at 777FM Here you will find Faith on the Earth Wasn't that an interesting story? Did you see how the shepherds had heard God's voice and obeyed God's voice? 
and therefore they were not persecuted by King Herod. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, I'm going to tell you another story, and it's about the Good Shepherd. We just had a scripture on the Good Shepherd just before the story. So let's tell you a story about the Good Shepherd. Back in Israel, modern day, there was a tourist bus that takes people around the different areas of Jerusalem and Israel and out into the country and shows people how they farm their animals and all that and, and what have you. And they, he was telling the people on the bus about the fact that in Israel, the shepherds do not, like what we do in the Western world, we take animals to the to the shearing shed or to the, a new pasture or whatever it is. We normally come in behind them and follow them and and show them. We push them in a direction that they shouldn't be going to their new pasture or to the new destination. Well, in Israel, it's different. They actually have people who lead the sheep. Like the shepherd doesn't follow the sheep and push them along. The, the shepherd walks ahead of them and the sheep follow the shepherd. So he's telling about all the people on the bus about this is how it happens. You know, you, you see a shepherd and you see the sheep following the shepherd rather than the sheep being driven by the shepherd to a destination. And as he was driving along, he saw a herd of sheep. And what do you think he saw? He saw a herd of sheep, but there was someone not calling the sheep. They were pushing the sheep, driving the sheep forward. And he thought, that's a bit unusual. Here I'm telling these tourists about the fact that the shepherd calls the sheep and the sheep follow. And here I can see that the sheep are being not called, but they are being driven forward rather than called. So he gets out of his bus and he goes and have a chat with the with the shepherd to find out why is he driving the sheep as opposed to calling the sheep and having them follow him. And he comes back to the bus afterwards after he'd had a chat with the person who was driving the sheep and he had this sullen look on his face and all the people on the bus said to him, so why is this shepherd driving the sheep rather than calling the sheep and having the sheep follow him? And he told them, that's not the shepherd, that is the butcher. So there you go. Now that image right there is a perfect picture of Satan. Satan driving them, taking someone else's lambs, someone else's sheep, someone else's family member, someone else's sons and daughters off to be slaughtered. That's a perfect picture of Satan driving someone else's sheep and leading them off, taking them off to be slaughtered. That's an interesting analogy, isn't it? So if you find yourself being driven or pushed forward, or put into a situation that you feel uncomfortable about. You know, it's not likely to be God. Chances are it to be the devil. The devil driving someone else's sheep to the slaughter. That's exactly who our enemy is. Now I have one more scripture, and then we'll finish for the day. Now the, next, the last scripture is here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 to 13. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands... Take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may, may be able to bear it. So my conclusion is, yes, there will be persecution. Yes, you will be, um, things will go wrong with you. No, Psalm 91 will not completely protect you because we live in a fallen world. But the important key here is the temptation that comes against us, he will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, in order to find that escape, you need to be listening to the shepherd's voice. 
Just like the people in the Twin Towers, there was something that prevented them from going into the Twin Towers at the time of the attack. And that was the Lord's voice, the Good Shepherd, calling his sheep. One thing I find really bizarre about these podcasts is I have this plan and this direction that I want to go. But you know what? Every time I do the podcast, it always changes and it doesn't actually quite go as I thought it would. But however it goes, I believe it's going to be good and it's going to lead us all into good things. And I hope that we meet again very soon. Thank you for listening. We'll catch up with you again.